Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. You know, the Bible uses many expressions. Many ways to give us this understanding. Pastor, oh. Oh, I can't put it there. People won't be able to hear me talk. And I've dropped this one. The Bible tells us that to let it go. The Bible tells us to turn it loose. The Bible tells us to cast it away. The Bible says to throw it all away. Lord, I see, here's what we get when we've got so many offenses. What we begin to say is, is Lord, Lord, I don't have to throw it away. I can function this way. Would you rather take revenge to hell with you? Would you rather take unforgiveness to hell with you? He came to give you a way out. He died to make a way. He was beaten more than any man to make a way. His blood can be applied to get you out of this. Why would you hold on to it? God's giving you the opportunity now to turn it loose. Don't pick up more problems. Here, just just tie it right there. More, tie it more. Thank you for helping me with my sin. It got away. Here, I need that one. I need that one. We got friends that help us with our issues. Thank you so much for helping me with my issues. Can you tie that one right there? Just tie it real good so it don't come off because I can't, I can't afford to let it go. There, can, can you tie one? I got a spot right there. Can you tie one right there? Because I can't let my issues go. And, and I've learned to field them. I've, I've learned to, so they don't get in my way. I've learned to take care of them. Yeah, right there. That's good. Tie it real good. Yeah. And that's okay. That's his issue. <laughs> Listen to what Jeremiah 29 11 tells us. Pastor, I don't like illustrated sermons. No, you don't like what this says. For I know the thoughts. Now listen, this is Jesus Christ. Speaking through Jeremiah. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Ooh. No. To give you an expected end. See what you don't understand today. Listen for I know the thoughts. 
I know the thoughts. In the Hebrew, that is the word to plot a course. God said, let, let me just rearrange my problems here. Whew. They're getting away. Can't have them get away. Pastor, you look deranged. This is how you look every day in the spiritual world. The thoughts. God said in the Hebrew that it's to plot the course. To plot your course. He says, I know the thoughts. I know the plot. I want to plot your course. He didn't say that he would even though he could. Because he stops at your free will. He said, I want to plot your course. But then, it, then, then there's this Hebrew word that says think. I know the thoughts that I think. That's my favorite verse. Every time that I get the opportunity to write someone a letter or a note, I write Jeremiah 29, 11. Because God has thoughts, plan, purpose, and course for you. Amen. Then he says, I think. There's much revelation to be gotten in this In this. Word, while we're holding on to our issues. He says, I know the thoughts that I think. It's to weave. Now listen to what I'm saying. To weave. I just, I, don't worry, I can get rid of that. It's to weave. His strength into your weakness. He says, I know the course that I want to plot. And I know that I want to weave my strength into your weakness. It's the braiding and twisting of the power of God into our brokenness in our messed up world. But we just want to hold our problems. Listen to the other one. To give you an expected end. The Hebrew word is accord, as an attachment. He said, there's something that I attached to you when I made you. There's something that, that, that you, you, there's something that I, I hooked to you, even though, ah! Oh, oh, that's a good one. Wait, <laughs> I can't let that one go. Isn't that what we do? I can't let it go. We will waste as much time and energy as it takes to run after these. <laughs> oh gosh, that's my favorite one. God, listen, I can get rid of some of these, but not all of them. He tied a cord to you when he made you. A cord as an attachment. He attached himself to you. He attached himself to you because he wants to plot your course. He, he wants to weave his strength into your weakness. You want to feel the power and the presence of God? Let it go. Let it go, all of these things. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, I just, whew, not my 
candy. Let it, let it go. Even when you thought you were alone, even when you thought you were hurt, God was there. Even when there was no one around and you thought, you know, I've got to weave my own course. There's no one to help me. There's no one to keep me. There's no one to give me strength. He was there. But He stops at your free will. And you can't have Him if you won't let it go. Now, Peter gives us a great understanding don't worry, fellas, I ain't done with you. Peter gives us a great understanding. He says, cast all your cares upon him. Well, that sounds easy. But he doesn't just stop there. He says, for he careth for you. Hmm. Life is a mixture of two things. What happened that you had no control over. And your decisions. We base everything on those two factors. I had no control over this, so I have to make my decisions dependent on what happened to me in my past. Right? So I've got to make this decision based on that. I got offended way back when. I, I, I can't let it go because... I, I can still function this way, right? You lose your job. You get caught up in some kind of sin. And the problems of life keeps coming after you and you keep feeling them. And you become comfortable with them. I will rearrange my issue. I will rearrange my problem because what we have found is it's easier to hold on to my problems than to let it go. It's easier to get a hold of all these things than to let it go. Don't worry. I can rearrange it. What do you need me to do, Jesus? And your bad relationship you couldn't fix. And then you come into church and you hear some crazy guy with a handful of balloons say to let it go and you think, yes! I can let it go. I'll let it go. Today is the day that I'm transformed. Today is the day that I've been changed. Today, it's it right now. And then someone in the church gives you a job that says clean the toilets. Well, that's what, not what I wanted to do. And you start to build up your offenses. But now, you're a Christian. What? Now, you're supposed to be full of Jesus. And you hold a grudge. You carry it around with you and you get prideful again because look what I did at the church. Then you begin to judge that pastor. Who is he to think he can tell me that? It's because now we're saved. Huh. And we're still holding on to it. We hold on to self-pity. We hold on to laziness. We hold on. Wait, wait, I got to rearrange. Here, help me. Help me hold on to my issues. Oh, we got friends aplenty that'll help us hold on to our problems. Maybe we should just uh, give them like a birthday wish. Thank you. Woo! Woo! Where'd it go? 
Huh, can't let go of that one. That's my favorite one. Prideful. We need to send him a birthday wish. Thank you. Happy birthday. Helping me hold on to my problems. Helping me hold on to the very thing God is saying let go of. Now watch. We've learned how to deal with them. We've learned how to take them on. We even discuss them with people. Right? Because if we, now watch this. If we discuss it, they won't know we have it. Pastor says, you got to let go of pornography. <laughs> yes, we do. Hallelujah. Men, 51% of all men watch pornography at least three days a week. Huh, this, is the, this is the one that kills me. 46% of women do. Well, I, I, don't worry, Pastor. I can hold on to that. I can hold on to it. I'm okay with it. Now, I, I, I'm changed. I'm transformed. I'm set apart. Are you? And then we think we've got it all covered. We think we, got it, we can live Christian lives like this. But then you know what happens? Someone comes into the church house and they're broken in need of a Savior. And we want to discuss it with them. We, we want to talk to them. Dustin, guess what? I know Jesus... Hey, hey, don't, don't worry. Ah, help me, help me, help me. Help me. I know Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Do you want to, hey, do you want to know Jesus? Do you? And you know what they're thinking? These people are nuts. Because they ain't no different than I am. At least I ain't trying to hide it. Is that what church is? Is it what it is? I, I know what it is. I, ooh, ooh, ask me. I can't raise my hands right now because i got to hold on to my issues. But ask me, I know. Huh. Get it, please, friend. Ask me, I know. Church is a place where you go to mask all your problems. They don't ever get fixed. You don't ever get changed. You just begin to hide. And so people, they come to the house of God and they go and they've never been changed because we, the people of God, are saying, hey, hey, Tara, let it go. Tara, God can use you. I, I promise you, God wants, hey, woohoo, back in the back. Jesus loves you. He really does. We're like a Walmart greeter. Because we can't let it go. Because we can't give it to God. I'm talking about saved people. I'm not talking about people that don't know Him today. And I'm still in point one. I gotta really hurry. 
Hold, hold these just for a minute. Watch this. Here, we're going to need these. I, I can't let them go. So I got good friends, see, that hold my problems. Look, he's, he's holding all kinds of my issues. Boy, it's a reality today, isn't it? Two. Are you ready for this? The reason that we can't let it go is because it's holding you. That sin has gripped you. That sin that you build a wall around has got a hold of you. Pastor, you're making a mockery of the church with balloons. No, you just don't want to hear it. Because the truth is, is that sin that you saw, well, it's just one, has multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. And now we're just like the world. We act like the world. We dress like the world. We drink coffee like the world. Well, what's the coffee like the world? $12 for a cup of coffee when you can go down to the Kroger and get a whole can of Folgers for $12? Ridiculous. But it's holding on to you. The reason that you can't let go of it because you thought that you had it, but it has you. And your soul is full of the sin and the problems that have bound you. Well, Pastor, you're right. I've joined the church. I've done all these things. But the problem that I'm having right now is people don't see my value. People don't see my worth. I thought I would be able to see more things. I, I thought I would be able to do more in the church. I, I thought I would be able to experience a better life. I thought that I would get some relief. If we look at 2 Corinthians 11.23, the Bible talks about Paul. Paul was one of those people that had a past. Now listen, what we say when preachers talk like this is, Paul don't know where I've been. His issues weren't like my issues, because aren't your issues always worse? We've got buckets. I need the whole bucket of issues. We've got buckets and buckets of issues. Paul, he ain't got nothing on me. His issues weren't even like my issues. His issues were 2,000 years old. His problems are, they're not even the same. It was Paul, listen to me. It, it was Paul that tried to kill men for believing in Jesus. He was the original mafia before, the, mafia before there ever was a Jimmy Hoffa. He would straight up cut you down for believing in Christ, this man Paul. You don't think he had a past? Well, that, he can't come back from that because not only did he kill people, huh, he killed Christian people. Imagine the things that he was holding before he got a hold of Jesus. Man, I need a big black one. And then he had an experience. 
It was an experience that changed his sight, but not before scales were put on his eyes. It was an experience, a transformation that had to occur, that had to change in his physical body before he could know Jesus. The disciples, did you know the disciples didn't even like him? They thought he was a fake. Because we experienced so much fake religion in the church world. We're experiencing so much ridiculousness. And they were afraid of him because they knew that he was a killer of Christians. And now, oh, now, now, Paul, you want to be on our side? Who you think you are? So the people that Jesus Christ pressed on, and I'm talking about people that were up close and personal with Jesus Christ, the people that he pressed upon to love, to cherish, to forgive, to not have anger against, are the very people that said, Paul, you're not in my group. I don't love you, Paul. I'm not going to forgive you. I'm afraid of you. And I have anger towards you. You see how easy it is to pick up issues. They start out real small. I'm not praying. I begin to argue with my wife. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. I'm a little bit hypocritical. Though this is a real small one. But this one's able to expand because it's the power of lust in our lives. Oh, this is a real good one. Whining. I don't know any church people that whine. I do know that my office hours are full. Disrespect. Just put that there. Impatient. My wife wrote that. She says I'm impatient. Criticism. We can't take criticism. Oh, this is a good one. Selfishness. See, I can hold all these. I can hold all these in function. And when you first get an offense, you can hold everything in function. Because it's small. It's small, but then it begins to grow. Whew. Selfishness turns into laziness. Pastor, what do you mean? Because you want everybody to do everything for you. And then you don't have to do anything. Lazy. And it's happening in the world. And it's happening to God's people. Working will never impede the ministry. Don't you ever forget that. Huh. You know why this is happening? Because what I thought I could let go of had a hold of me. Now I've got all these issues sprouting up again. They work like little seeds. And they're so, they become so big. Let's, let's go up here, listen. I need you to see this. Paul's not like me, pastor. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three. Paul knew about these things that we wouldn't let go. And he writes because he was somebody that wouldn't let it go either. He was on decree. You understand that? He believed so much and what he was doing, that he went and got a letter that said it was okay to be a murderer. 
oh man, I'm, you didn't know that it was going to get to present day, did you? Because we got people riding in the streets and it's, hey, don't worry. It's okay that I got all these issues and problems and I, I got a letter from the government that says I can do it. And they don't know they can let them go. Isn't, isn't it funny to you that, that God had to put scales on his eyes before he could see? This Saul that was transformed to Paul. He says this. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I'm more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons and more frequency in deaths and on. Let me put this in my turn. He said, I've been robbed. I've been shipwrecked. He said, they tried to kill me, the Christian people, the people that I thought were going to love me. They tried to kill me and then left me outside the city for dead. And God raised me up. This is Paul. This is that guy that don't have issues like yours. He was faced with danger. He was faced with despair. What are you holding on to today? More importantly, what has a hold of you? What issue? What problem is it? What addiction? Well, pastor, I got these little things, but they're not my addiction. I can let it go at any time. Baloney. No matter how you cut it, no matter what you put on it, I don't care how fancy the bread, it's still baloney. Cast it away. Listen, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with such a great a cloud of witnesses. He's talking about the people that can help us. Let us lay aside every weight. Let's lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us. It comes at us fast and it's easy to pick it up. And let us run with patience. See, you've got to have patience or you're going to be critical. You've got to have patience or the power of lust and you will grow. You've got to have patience or you're going to be hypocrite. Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm having a lot of patience with your long message. But we've got to learn to let it go. And I'm sick of talking to church people. That want to continue to hold their problem and hold their issue. I'm sick of counseling them. I'm sick of them saying I need more from God. When all they've got to do is let their issue go. But they refuse to let their issue go. Let go. Boy this is going to be it. Demil J at Yahoo.com. Ain't said that in a while. Let go of the friends. That keep you in bondage. Let go of them. He just gave me my bondage. Because there are friends. That want to keep you. Wrapped up. And tortured. And messed up. Let them go. Philippians 3.12. Listen. Not that I have 